It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken parm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and joining us as they do every single week for this War Report Wednesday, Mike G and C-Dub of the War Report. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Pretty good. We've got a game this week. Uh, we, not we bad, do. not bad. We do have a game this week. Uh, a big one, a top 10 team coming into Jordan-Hare Stadium. And guys, I've been thinking about this all day leading up to us recording, and I want to hear y'all's thoughts on this, but you know, there's a lot of talk about Matt Corral. I'm not really buying into you know him not being healthy. I thought he looked fine last week, um, especially with another week of recovering and all that. I think he's going to be okay, and I think he's going to be um, a threat both through the air and on the ground against the Tigers, but... What do you guys think about the pass rush situation against Ole Miss? That is something that I've been spending a lot of time thinking about. And you know, how can Auburn impact Matt Corral in the passing game um, right after the snap before he gets rid of the football? Well, what do you guys think that matchup is going to look like? Yeah, I, I, I was encouraged by what I saw against Arkansas. You know, sure. KJ Jefferson isn't a statue. Um, and we were able to get some pressure on him. I, I think I think for this upcoming weekend, I'm curious to see how disciplined we are in our rush lanes because if Corral gets loose, he can definitely beat you, right? So I'm curious to see what, what Eason and Mason kind of have these guys prepared to do on Saturday because, again, we know what Corral can do on the ground. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, I'm curious to see if we, if we have a spy at the next level um, how we uh, plan on doing that. The, the, the tough part about it is Ole Miss outside of Corral can run the ball fairly well. They got some good running backs. So right. I don't know if you, if you keep a guy, take a guy out of your linebacking core to focus on Corral or, or what we give up. It seems like Auburn was pretty content on at times giving up the run just to contain Jefferson. And mm. so I'm wondering, is that going to be a similar game plan? Your running backs can get off or or get some yards, but whatever we do, Corral cannot beat us on the ground, right? Yeah. So I'm curious if that's what Auburn does. It'll be interesting to see this upcoming Saturday. Right, and and, and talking about that, it seems like it always kind of happens on third down. I mean, the Tennessee game, I've watched that game multiple times now, and it's just it was crazy to see how Tennessee, after like it's happened to them all game, they're just like, we're still not going to respect Corral's legs on third and long. And it's very evident that he can do that. LSU right. even did it to some extent. Not as bad, but still, um, they didn't really sell out and, and have a guy spying him, trying to take that away. So you got to think that that's going to be there at some point, C-Dub. Then the question is like, okay, assuming Owen Papo comes back, is it Owen? Is it Zacoby? Do you put Wooten in there for that? Uh, do you kind of... Maybe I'm just thinking outside the box here. Do you move smoke up so he's not that far away from the line of scrimmage and maybe he's a little more comfortable? You got to put somebody up there, I think, in those situations just because that is how Ole Miss has won a lot of these close games was with Corral's feet. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think, too, I could see us in obvious third down, 
third down situations, having three down linemen and a guy around the line of scrimmage as acting as a spy. Uh, of course, we've been incorporating a lot more zone. Yep. So that allows our guys at the second and third level to kind of keep an eye on Corral. Um, of course, that can make us vulnerable to the pass. But it'll be interesting interesting to see how we exactly attack Corral. I know he's going to be a big part of our defensive game plan. Right. And I think Auburn is willing to allow – if we're able to limit Corral and his effectiveness – I think we're able to live with some running backs having a pretty decent day, not gashing us, but if that's what it takes to contain Corral in order to limit Ole Miss's offense, I think that's something Mason is willing to do. Sure. Uh, I'm right there with you. This is going to be a very bend-don't-break type of game, I think, for the Auburn defense. It may look very similar to what Arkansas did. Arkansas got a ton of yards, but the fact that Auburn held them under 30 points with that amount of yards is a total win, especially with the way Arkansas's offense has been playing against every team but Georgia so far this season. I mean, Mike G, I mean, has Auburn played a guy even close, even similar to what Matt Corral is going to bring to Jordan-Hare Stadium on Saturday? Uh, I'm going to go with no. Sure. Uh, <laughs> listen, uh, kind of hitting on getting pressure on Corral, you're talking about a guy who is 38% under pressure this season. So if you can get to him, he'll make some mistakes. Which is a little weird, right? Because he's pretty mobile. Yeah, he is mobile. Uh, Auburn is a team that leads uh, – well, I wouldn't say we lead the, the SEC. I think there's one team in front of us. But we're top five in the country. Lord, tack- yeah, tackles for loss. So we are consistently in the backfield making plays. It just hasn't been on the quarterback. <laughs> So they're going to have to keep an eye on him. You can't let Auburn has been pretty good defensively making teams one dimensional Mm -hmm. force them to do one thing or the other. It's what they have to do. Yeah. So you want, you want Matt Corral in predictable situations so that you know how to play him. Now he's going to, he's going to throw for some yards here, Zach. Listen, he's going to get his, this is, this is going to be about, Forcing him to make, you know, a mistake or two, and then taking advantage of those opportunities when they come. He'll throw the ball right at you sometimes. Can we catch it? Auburn has had so many almost interceptions. If we can generate a pass rush, it feels like some are coming, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. It just feels like we should be getting some. Zacoby, I'll be looking for Zacoby to track Matt Corral out of that backfield and keep him keep him in so check. You, so you think it's Zacoby that you want doing that, not Owen? Yeah, or is Owen playing? Do we get him? I, I think he's going to. I Gosh. think he's playing on Saturday. I've been this, wrong three times. I'm eventually going to be right, gentlemen. <laughs> this, this coach is very playing averages now. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> this coach is very tight-lipped on injuries. So uh, where the Harson has got me at on this is until I see him sure. on Saturday, I'm just going to assume he's not playing. Let's assume he plays. Which one do you want on him? I, I like I like Owen running people down in the open field. I think he excels at that. You know, he he's not always been the best tackler, but he can certainly run a guy down in the open field. Mm-hmm. And I think he can tackle Matt Corral, no problem. I mean, high ankle sprain. I mean, my goodness, that's your first assignment when you get back on the field? Yeah, is, chase is... around. Yeah, Man, <laughs> yeah so. there's a lot of ground to cover for sure. But I would almost like Zacoby there and have Owen doing other stuff because I like Owen in coverage just a little bit more. So is, is, is that how you do it? It's Auburn going to play a lot more dime. I mean, I could see all of those things happening, but 
But you guys are right. They want to run the football. Ole Miss likes running the football. Link Kiffin understands the importance of the running game. But I think in these close games, it's still just a thing that stands out to me is just defense is not accounting for Matt Corral's feet when the game is on the line. And the guy just Mm -hmm. takes care of it. And also, he's just so good in the red zone. And I think it's very obvious that Lane Kiffin is trying to win him the Heisman because if they're within five yards, he's trying to get Matt Corral a touchdown. They are running it with Matt Corral to get touchdowns. And so, you know, if Auburn does the whole bend-don't-break thing on defense, that's something you've got to key in on, right? Yeah, you know, he six rushes for 43 yards he had versus LSU. Yeah, but two of those, it was like two sacks for like minus 13. Yeah, I mean, against Tennessee, I I, I, I looked at this stat. It doesn't look just, real. It doesn't look real. It looks like it's a typo. Tennessee. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? Is that their whole rushing total? Or is yeah. that 14 rushes for 212 yards? You can't do that on Madden, man. I swear I thought that was a typo when I first looked at it. Yeah. But uh, they, again, here we are sitting here talking about it. And then 11 rushes for 94 yards versus Arkansas. Tulane, nine rushes for 89 yards. I mean, he's got 570 yards rushing on the season. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think that's more than Tank. And it's definitely more than Hunter. Hunter. But yeah, he's right there with Tank. Yeah. yeah. So you can't let him do that. No, you can't. I, I think he's dangerous enough with his arms already. You can't let him have that. You got to find a way. The good news is I think that we are really good at tracking to the ball in the run game. Sure. So uh, if it's going to be busted plays, I guess, you know, you kind of take some of that if he's going to get out of the pocket. But we've been real. We've been gang tackling, Zach. Mm-hmm. We've been running to the ball. We, it's It's been encouraging. On some of these tackles, you look around, you see five, six defenders around the ball at the end of the play. These guys, are, these guys are swarming to the football. So right. uh, it might not be a winning proposition for Matt Corral to do that too much on Saturday. I, I want I I, I to keep y'all here for this read because I want to ask y'all slots on this. Um, today's show brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. So I played this a lot last week. And gentlemen, I want y'all slots on this. So essentially, there's a bunch of different players and there's different ways you can play. But what I did last week is they give you a player and then a, a, a prop bet, you know, whether it's rushing yards or passing yards. With basketball, it's just total points or rebounds. You can do all that stuff. But they have they have a lot of the games up for Saturday's college football action. The passing yards number for Matt Corral is 268.5, and, and the passing uh, numbers for Bo Nix is 224.5. What do y'all think about that? Hmm. 268.5 for Matt Corral. I would probably take over that. Yeah, the way we've been giving up passing. Yeah, yeah. I would probably take over, especially if you limit them on the ground a little bit. If, yeah, if that's the game plan, yeah. yeah, I think I think you're I think I think you have to take the over on that if you limit them. Now, if they run wild, it's going to be a long day. What about right? Bo at two twenty four? I'm think, I'm feeling under on that, but I don't know. Is that selling them too short? Yeah, yeah. See, with Corral. I I think it's a little bit more predictable with Bo. You just never. I it's just hard to say. I hope he go. I hope we. I hope the over is right. Yeah, Auburn's yeah. sake, definitely. Yeah, I hope no, the over for sure. Is right for but, sure. Uh, you yeah. know, look looking at him so far, I would say, whew, Zach, you asking the tough ones. Well, if if, if, if Bo goes, if, if he if he if he goes over, then that tells me that 
things are changing at, at QB, right? Okay. The the question is, Bo is possible. Bo is capable of having a good game, but can he do it consecutive in consecutive games? Right. Yeah. Right. That's been the question there. So you're tempted to go under because you just haven't seen it. With Corral, you have seen him do that week after week. So yeah. it's easier to go over with Corral, a little under for Bo, just based off what we've seen in the past. And receiver drops. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, Which they look good against you know, Arkansas. Yeah. Are they going to look good against against Ole Miss? Yeah. I mean, is he going to have fifty yard bombs dropped? Mm-hmm. If we're going to catch those passes, then I like him for the over. Yeah. Yeah. If, right. if we're not right. going to catch those passes, then then you know I don't like him for for much. The more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm leaning over for Bo because I don't think Auburn's going to be able to run the ball at the clip that they want to because they just haven't been able to against other people that they should be able to run against unless they change some things. Over the bye week, there's been a lot of talk about that left tackle spot with Killian Dyer. Did he take Austin Troxel's job against nope. Arkansas? You don't think so? Nope. Um, nah. I, I, I liked what I saw from him. I wouldn't hate it if he kind of got more looks there. But it sounds like it's an open competition. We'll see. Regardless of who it is, I don't know if it's going to have that much of an impact on the running game. But something's got to change there. Something has to change with the running game. Can you fix that over the course of one bye week? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. But, What's uh, got to change is we got to hit more passes so that teams will unload the box and and just stop. I, I just think at, at this point in the season, it, the defensive game plan against Auburn is still load the box mm-hmm. and just see if this passing game can be consistent. Right, right. You but know, yeah, but uh, sorry, Mike G. Let me let me finish this real quick. But yeah, so uh, if those if those lines intrigue you and you want to check out other things, go to PrizePicks.com. Use promo code Locked On or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks Daily Fantasy. Made easy. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. I'm sorry, brother. Finish your thought. I just wanted to make yeah. sure I, I oh, got no, that. That in. was it. Okay. Just, I think that's, you know, we're talking about getting the run game going. Harson talked a lot about balance. He said that started with being a downhill running team. It worked for the first few games. It was working against Penn State. And then, and then came Georgia State, a team that really had nothing to lose. So they sold out against the run completely mm-hmm. and it worked for it worked almost to the tune we needed a 98 yard drive at the end of the game to win it so lsu comes and, and teams have just started deciding they're not going to let us run the ball georgia had the horses to do it you know um arkansas as well uh it, it's just gonna be one of those things where once we start to get and we're close i feel like we're close now right if i'm arkansas's coach am i seeing what auburn put on tape against I'm sorry. If I'm um, Ole Miss, Ole Miss, Ole Miss. if I'm yeah. Lane Kiffin, I'm, am I seeing what Auburn put on tape against Arkansas, and, and and am I suddenly respecting consistency in the passing game? I'm not sure. I'm not. I hope they do. I hope that's the route they take. Mm-hmm. So our running backs get off, but I fully expect them to take the same game plan that everybody else is just about taking for us, and you know, at times put eight guys in the box, sometimes more. And then just try to stop this run game and prove, you know, make us prove that we can beat you passing. Yeah, that's how I would play us. 
Um, you know, and Arkansas did some things different up front. They added that extra down lineman. You know, they hadn't really been doing that in the past. Should that have made as much of an impact? I don't know. I don't feel like it should have because they were just so bad against the run going into it. But and so, do do you do you still go with the run if you're Brian Harson and Mike Bobo, or do you just say, okay, we're a passing team now. We've got to figure out how to get it through the air. I mean, I could see them kind of going both ways with this. I think if you're if if you're Bobo and Harson, you have to pick your spots, right? And I believe that Ole Miss will definitely give Auburn the opportunity to take shots through the air because they're not playing us honest, right? They're crashing down. Even if they don't have the box loaded, you got guys at the next levels, second and third levels, crashing, flying to the line of scrimmage once the ball is snapped. Sure. You have to be able to anticipate that at times and take your shots and execute. And that was what made the Arkansas game so special is we anticipated that and made them pay for it. Right. So I think when you talk about Arkansas and their struggles against the run, you you look at what they did against Ole Miss. Well, Ole Miss can do both really well. And I think when you keep a defense like that honest, they can't key in on any one thing. And I think once we start doing that and allowing them to respect what we can do through the air, hey, these guys really can punish us for playing aggressively against the run. Now that opens up your lanes for for Tank and now Hunter. As mm-hmm. we saw last last game, people are starting to respect Hunter now. So it's not just one guy that they're looking for. It's the entire run game. So as, as Ole Miss gives us opportunities, I'm looking for Bobo and Harson to skin some guys open and take advantage through the air and start allowing the Ole Miss to take us more seriously in the pass game and play us more honestly. Let's mm-hmm. let's stay on the topic of running backs. C-Dub, you mentioned the top two. Shivers, does he come back in this game plan? What are y'all's thoughts on that? I think we've seen Shivers mostly in passing scenarios, whether he's either picking up blitzes or he's sneaking out of the backfield. I think think he's definitely a part of the game plan in terms of passing. Uh, I'd be curious to see if they do give him some carries, but I think Hunter, for the most part, has taken yeah. uh, Shiver's carries due to Shiver's injury. Uh, Hunter's made the most of his opportunity, and I just don't see that changing. I would like to see him, like we saw him get two jet sweeps in that one game. I forget which game that was. Um, LSU possibly, but yeah. outside of that, it's like we never really saw that again. And yeah. I, I don't know, I, I think we're just so used to Gus's offense where it's like, we need more jet sweeps. Like, what's wrong? We, we have a game plan without jet sweeps, but... <laughs> Um, but with a guy like Shivers, I really don't mind doing that once or twice a game, or at least you know faking something off of that once or twice a game, or you know maybe you set something up from earlier in the year, or you know because when you put him on the field, I still think you have to do different things as a defense. I just think you have to play it differently and kind of understand that this guy's probably the fastest guy on the field, and so you've got to kind of play it in a certain way and check out of some things, possibly. I don't know, but. That, that, Listen, that, Shivers, that's something Shivers I would like to good. see more of. Shivers is good in pass protection. Yeah. Um, and he – so you never kind of know what you're getting with him, which is why you have to utilize him. Mm-hmm. As a defense, you don't know what you're getting with Shivers. And he's yeah. got he's got game-breaking speed. So if he gets in the open field, it could be a house call. I like, I like using Shivers in certain situations. I think – 
there's no we, there's enough talent on this team that we don't need to run anybody into the ground. I think everybody is useful. Good game plan makes use of most of your talent, keeps right. everybody fresh and healthy, and and keeps the defense guessing. Right, absolutely. It's a war report Wednesday. Mike G and C Dub. Uh, today's show brought to you by our friends. At Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. If you haven't tried Built Bar by now, I know you've heard me talk about it time and time again. You got to go check it out. All the bars very high in protein, very low in calories, and they're uh, they're trying different flavors now. So be sure to go to Built.com, check out all their new flavors, and uh, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Also, Bet Online is the best place to bet on all of your sports action, go to betonline.ag. And when you sign up, use promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Gentlemen, it's a War Report Wednesday. What is happening these days at the War Report? Uh, we just released an interview with Devin Aroma Shadu and Ben Obamani. Ooh, I haven't gotten a chance to watch this yet. Kind of give me a, kind of give me a, a pitch to go over well, there and check it out. You know, these guys both played on an under. They were key pieces on an undefeated team. So yep. They have a unique perspective in Auburn football history. And they're just great guys, great, smart football players. Uh, talking to them, it reminded me that we had some really, really intelligent football players, you know, during that era that if they had gotten the targets that these receivers are getting, would have set records. These guys are just so good. Sure. Now, they both played in the league. So they sat down with us for a little bit. And before we got into the film, we just asked them some questions, talked about their experiences. Uh, ben has some notable experiences, certainly. So uh, we released that for everybody tonight. And that's out there for people to go watch that. And then, of course, for our insiders, it's to watch the film. We kind of picked some plays over the season to go over. And those guys just gave us the receiver's perspective on what's my job? How can I help my team? How can I help my quarterback? You know, how can I help my fellow receiver? You know, and, and and it was a lot of technical stuff that you know one wouldn't think, but I'll tell you what: if you watch that, watch the film, you will never watch receivers the same way again. Did both throwing the ball too hard come up? Uh, I know that was a big talking point a few weeks ago. I'm just, I'm just, I'm genuinely curious. Yeah, we talked about we talked about velocity as it pertains to how the receiver is plans to catch the ball, right? So. Uh, we talked about velocity in, in terms of ball placement. Uh, those guys gave their take on on what they expect from their quarterback on certain routes. Where's the ball going to be? And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's not, wasn't uh, it wasn't like a is the quarterback throwing the b- ball too hard? It's, yeah, I'm used to my quarterback throwing this this pass at mm-hmm. this velocity in this situation. And even even uh, Courtney went over one, uh, I, you know, before we move on, I'm sorry, I said Courtney, uh, Ben went over one in the uh, Ole Miss game 2003. Eli Manning rolls into Auburn, and we drive all the way down the field, and he had the drop heard around the world that year mm-hmm. where, you know, Jason threw him one in the end zone. And, you know, listen, he owns it. He sure. says, I should, should have had to catch that ball, right? But he did talk about, how he had been used to Jason firing that pass in. And so he winds up like he's going to just beam it at him. And he jumped because he was expecting that's how they practice that. And Jason just kind of took something off in it. The sure. last minute. More, more touch. Yeah. <laughs> and threw him <laughs> off and, and he didn't know what to do and he ended up dropping it. So, 
uh, so again, stressing not it's, it's not just about throwing the ball too hard. It's it's about the 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 um, the velocity that you practice in certain situations and what your receivers are expecting. So sometimes when the QB goes out there and does something different than what you practice, it can throw your timing off. Mm-hmm. For sure. if you're a receiver. So. Awesome, yeah. So be sure to check all that out. Just search War Rapport. If you Google it, uh, YouTube comes up. But uh, Also, yeah, be sure to subscribe and become an insider. It's worth every single penny. I'm an insider. It's worth It's worth it. It's awesome. You guys do a great job. So as far as uh, as far as far this game Saturday, and look, we've kind of danced around it, and we danced around it yesterday with Charlie Five, and, and I don't really know how else to handle it because it's not anything that we know. But uh, we've all heard the rumors, and there's a million different things being talked about this week on message boards and Auburn Twitter and and all that. We're not going to know anything. Um, Harson chose to not give us that information. And hey, maybe all of it's false. I, I don't know. Um, but we'll know. We'll, we'll know Saturday as far as who's available and who's not. So, you know, I, I had a few folks in the YouTube comments yesterday kind of ask about that. And it's like, I, I, I don't know. And, you know, I, I don't think any of us feel comfortable talking about something that, that we know that unless we know for a fact that it's true. So let's hold off on uh, on any of that stuff and, and we'll wait and see what happens on Saturday. But general thoughts, just big picture stuff going into uh, Auburn versus Ole- y'all think we win. Y'all think Auburn wins on Saturday? I think we have a good chance. I, I think, think we, we have do, too. I think we do too. I, I, I think I think uh, I'm happy to see Auburn not limp into the bye week. Yeah, right. I think that was very important, and there's usually a game that you can point to in a season where I'm not saying this is the case, but it looks like Auburn may have figured some things out. Sure. Right. I think about Malzahn's first year uh, on the road against LSU. We lost that game, but it was a tale of two halves. LSU was beating us pretty soundly, and then the second half, Auburn comes out looking like a different team, mm-hmm. right? And as history goes on the show, Auburn had an amazing run after that. I'm not saying that that happens this Saturday, but you have to feel good about a team going into the bye week with less questions mm-hmm. uh, than they did going into that game on the road against a ranked SEC opponent in Arkansas. That well, makes you feel good being home after a bye week. And I'm glad that you I'm glad that you brought that up because just looking at Ole Miss's resume, I mean, their their non-conference was a really bad Louisville team, Austin P, Tulane, then they their bye week. Then Alabama, which I know they only lost 42 to 21, but that game was over. Like that the, the, yeah, they got a, was, they got a few touchdowns yeah. late yeah. to make it not look so bad, but that's just window dressing, right? Yeah, it was a beat down. Um so yeah. They 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 were not within three touchdowns of winning that game. Then Arkansas goes around and you know they win that game fifty two to fifty one in Oxford, and that was kind of their big moment, right? Because Arkansas was still looking really really good, but it's in Oxford, and Auburn went on the road and handled that team in their place, and that's kind of their best moment of the year so far. And that's just weird to me. Then they go to Tennessee, and I think Tennessee's better than we all thought they would be going into the season. And then they uh, they play LSU. They beat LSU in Oxford, but Auburn went to LSU and won before LSU's season was over. So uh, I understand, and I think Ole Miss deserves to be a top 10 team, but I don't think we need to act like the resumes are even remotely similar in this case. Yeah, right. no, I mean, Auburn had to... 
to argue or Auburn and Arkansas had one and two hardest schedules in the country. Yeah. So, you know, you're right. Looking at, uh, looking at their schedule right now, yikes, man, they got off the hook this season. And, and when you uh, play teams I, like Arkansas, uh, sorry to cut you off, Mike G, but like mm-hmm. if you play Arkansas, like if you were the first one to give them the three losses in a row, it means more for that person than it does for Auburn. You know what I mean? It, yeah, it did. Yeah. Hopefully Arkansas will be climbing back into the rankings here sure. this week. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're like first man out right now. Yeah. But you're right. Listen. But it's the, the same the team. Day, you know what I mean? <laughs> they're a top 10 team. I asked this question on Twitter. If we beat this team, will they give us the respect that we deserve for beating them? Or will the media suddenly act like Ole Miss sucks? What what is what is giving Auburn respect look like in this situation? I think if you beat Ole Miss, convince when I say convincingly, I'm not talking about a beatdown, but where it's not fluky. 37 27, 10 point win. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. We yeah. just look like the better team on the field that day. I would say from where we're at right now, 18 in the AP, somewhere outside the top 10. 12? I think 12 is where you have to rank Auburn if they win. Yeah, right. Yeah, Yeah. I think that that is a decent amount of respect for that win because Arkansas, Zach damn near lost three games straight before they could fall out of the top 25. Right. And I thought that they were given a lot of respect, certainly – so, uh, yeah, I, I just, yeah, just, I, I, just respect us, man, if we win this one. Sure. I think I think a lot of it is with when you talk about Arkansas beating A&M, who were kind of like darlings of the SEC mm-hmm. yeah. going into this season, beating them was huge for Arkansas from a national perspective. We went on the road and lost to Penn State, and it's almost from there we've been playing catch-up in terms of gaining respect in the media's eyes. I think Ole Miss is Ole Miss actually begins to create the narrative that Auburn is actually really improving as the season goes on. And some people are starting to take notice of Auburn improving, mm-hmm. but I think it really will send a message beating a top 10 team at home that Auburn really is the trajectory is looking positive for Harson. Yeah. You got you got to look good in the win though. Right? Yeah. So I, I don't think it matters. I think if you beat a top 10 team it's fine. I think for I, yeah, I agree. I'll t- a win is a win to me. I'm talking about in terms of where they put us. Yeah. Well, and next sure. next for week's sure. the first for college sure. football playoff ranking, and if we if Auburn beats Ole Miss, they will be ranked higher in the CFP rankings than they will be in the AP and the coaches. It's happened every year. That's a fact. That's a, that's yeah. a fact. Because that's they're going to look at the Georgia game as like it doesn't matter. That's that's the way it has in the past anyway. Yeah, it's I like think, if you lose to a top five team, it's like they, they almost reward you for it. Well, here's the thing. The, the reason we have a playoff committee is that they're supposed to sit down and look objectively at those wins at those times and then make logical connections to what that meant for our schedule. Yep. Now, here's Auburn wins. You can make an argument that we're not the same team that lost to Penn State. Right, right. You know, and you can also say we're not the same team that lost to Georgia. Now, if they went out, we'll get a chance to prove that. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> prove that Correct. theory. Uh, so That'd be fun. I'd love that opportunity. Yeah, yeah, I think, too, if you're the playoff committee, you don't have to take too many chances right now with Auburn because there's plenty of meat left on this schedule to prove whether it's real or not. 
Correct. I think that's one of the things we've suffered from, you know, in getting making huge jumps in the polls is, is that it's like, mm, am I sure about Auburn? Let's just wait until they play the next top 25 team on their schedule because there's like six every year. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> until eventually, you know, we lose and then they drop us and see, oh, I knew Auburn wasn't that good. So you, you right. win Saturday. It goes a long way, I think. And the league, you know, K- Kentucky strengthens the league this year mm-hmm. a little bit with LSU like second straight year kind of falling off. And well, and it's like, is AM good? They beat Bama, but like, are they good? Do we believe that AM is a good football team? I, I'm not buying it yet. Hey, listen, I think so, they're better. Okay. I think they've gotten better. I, I think okay. you can make an argument that they're not yeah. the same team. Y'all are a fan of Calzone? Yeah. I'm calling the quarterback Calzone. Slow down. Slow down, Junior. Slow down. I'm just saying, I think they've gotten better. Favorite Calzone, <laughs> go. Meat love. Favorite? Yeah, meat lovers is good. Yeah, just put all the just meats in just there. load that Jeez. sucker up. I get it. I get it. What about you, C Dub? I mean, all that all the bread. Why not just load it with meat? I mean, you already. I get that. I get yeah. that. I get that. Way the man eats it. Um, I love a buffalo chicken calzone. That's that's where I'm coming from. So okay. there you go. Right. There you go. Exotic. I feel like y'all are judging me for that, but that's fine. That's fine. I'll live with that. I'll live with that. Yeah, a little bit. A little uh, bit. That's fine. Um, gentlemen, <laughs> where can folks uh, catch all of y'all's content? Give that to me one more time. Listen, you can check find- oh, ahead, oh, well, check us out over on YouTube. We are uh, the War Report on everything, literally. TW Report on TikTok. Uh, we're dropping new content every week, uh, so we've got some exciting stuff coming here in the in the in the near future. And uh, check out our game day experience, man. We're live with our members every game day, pre-game, halftime, post-game, talking Auburn football. And uh, the, the post-game is usually wild. It's usually a lot of fun. Sure, gentlemen. Thank you for your time. As always, we'll talk again next week. Appreciate it. All right, another War Report Wednesday in the books. We'll catch you tomorrow right here on Locked on Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.